Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the wonderful second season of Freeform's Cruel Summer. We are joined today by cast members Sadie Stanley, Lexi Underwood, and Griffin Gluck. And Sadie, starting with you, I was interested in, in how you found the different sides of your character in terms of who she is to different people in her life. Also, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you said the different sides to Megan. Yeah, because, you know, like the relationship that she has with her mom is very different to the friendship that she develops with Isabella. And even that goes through so many different stages. And then obviously with Luke, it's very different because they have such history together. So I was interested in how you really developed the different aspects of her that come to the foreground, depending on each of these relationships in her life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Megan has such stark differences in her relationships in each timeline. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, uh, which is really fun to play. It's a uh, it's a lot to keep up with honestly like because everything changes so drastically every every timeline um yeah I think that with her relationship with her mom is is pretty steady although like with everything that happens is um puts a strain on it for sure but you know she grew up with a single mom she had to grow up really fast um so she's got this very like mature attitude um and very like she's like such a young adult at like 17 years old um and then her relationship with Isabella is obviously up and down throughout the whole thing. Um, we see them get close in the second timeline and that's really great. And then they're back to being strangers again, basically in the, in that third timeline, but with so much history there. And then her and her and Luke, um, you know, have so much history there too. They're best friends. They basically grew up in diapers together and somehow that changes in, in the second timeline and they start to see each other a little differently, which is beautiful and very cute. But uh, yeah, it's really fun. I mean, Megan goes through a lot of changes internally and externally. So um, it was it was a lot to juggle, but it was really fun and stretched me as an actor for sure. I love that. And and Lexi, for you in, in playing Isabella, you know, she comes across as someone who's incredibly confident and has a lot of charisma when she first comes into town. And she kind of knows how to assimilate herself into people's worlds because she's moved around so much and, and had to do it so often. Um, but I feel like as the season progresses and as she becomes much more comfortable and, and develops real friendships, that we start to see some of the cracks in terms of what that projection is covering, whether it's things from her past that she doesn't want people to know about, or it's certain insecurities and even just the insecurity of developing new friendships where she hasn't really had close female friendships in her past. Um, and so how did you want to create the the idea of everything that she's projecting and then find where those cracks start to come into play and when we start to get to see what's really underneath for her yeah that's a great question um I feel like so when you first meet Isabella you're right she's confident she's charming she's alluring um but just like the mystery in the show I think that another big mystery is just who she is deep down inside um I think that when we first meet her her herself, she doesn't even she doesn't even truly know because she spent so so much time masking and putting up these facades um, for other people to like her um, for external validation. I think that a lot of that also stems from childhood trauma. Um, there's a really beautiful moment um, in episode three where Isabella shares with Megan um, a little bit about her childhood and her past and her relationship with her parents, and I think that that is a phenomenal scene to be able to for both girls to be able to understand why they are the way that they are when we first meet them um as it all unfolds I think that Isabella just naturally unravels I think that both the friendship for Isabella and Megan is something that's so beautiful because it brings out something that both of them did not know that they had in them prior to meeting each other um and so for Isabella that fear to 
not necessarily have yourself done up 24 seven to not always have to be on a level 10 or always smiling or joking um, to be able to just be free to let loose, to be vulnerable, to be a human being an actual, just human being. Um, I think that that's the first time where Isabel has been able to have that space and to also be given that grace to make, to make, to mess up and to make mistakes. Um, and so it's really beautiful to be able to see it all unfold. I think that for me as an actor, it was something that I found with, you know, period of time, we didn't get all the episodes at once. Um, and just like a human being is finding themselves in their day-to-day -day life, I feel like it was that kind of journey for me as well. Um, so it all unfolded naturally. I learned more about Isabella the more and more that I played her. Um, and a lot of incredible things that, you know, Elle, I would have to say, um, Elle Treadman wrote into it that really helped me get a better understanding of who she may have been before Chatham that make, made her who she was um, when she left. I love that. Um, and Griffin, for you and playing Luke, it feels like he's also at a real crossroads because there's this idea of who his, his dad wants him to be and the image that he feels like he's not living up to in his life in a way that he kind of looks at his brother being able to do very easily. Um, and it feels like as the series progresses, we really kind of see him coming into his own and kind of finding his own voice a little bit more and what he wants. Um, and so how did you want to create that, that internal dialogue in the character where he's at such a crossroads because it's such a pivotal age in terms of just figuring out who he is against the expectations of his parent? Wow. That's a great question. Um, and I'm not sure I know the answer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I really ever thought about that when I, when I um, you know, took on the role of Luke. I definitely, it was in the back of my mind, but um, I really was just interested to see how that played out. You know, I mean, when we, like Lexi said, we didn't really get all of the information at once. So when I first got the breakdown for the role, you know, it mentioned he has a difficult relationship with his family and with his, with his dad, with his brother, kind of feels like the outsider in his family. So I went into it just, you know, ready to, ready for that in any given scene. And there were a lot of scenes where that was just the only note that I needed to to play along with. You know, Paul is such a great scene partner. Worked with him like a decade ago, which makes me feel like an older person uh, than I am. But uh, I worked with him like a decade ago and um, that chemistry was still there. He played my dad in a show called Private Practice. So uh it was, it was kind of like putting on an old glove or whatever that expression is. It just, it just fit, you know, um, the, the scenes, the chemistry was really easy to play off of, you know, I, I would, you know, kind of follow his lead on a lot of those scenes um, and see what he was going to bring towards it. And he just brought such a great, like natural, angry dad energy to it, that it was really easy to play off of those things. There wasn't a lot of thinking that had to go into it because just the, the chemistry was there. And then with Braden as well, um, great scene partner him and I would take a long time to before a scene to really talk about like how we wanted it to come across we knew that we weren't you know friends in the show we knew we weren't close um, we knew we were constantly butting heads I I have an older sibling who I am thankfully close with but I definitely do understand the dynamic of like older sibling younger sibling when it comes to parents like the older sibling in my opinion gets away with a lot more um, and it seems really unfair, especially when you're growing up. Um, so that was also, you know, something that was easy and fun to play with, you know, Brayden and I would just talk about it before heading into a scene and, and, you know, I think it all, all, all played out pretty well, fingers crossed, you know, we'll see what everyone else thinks, I guess <laughs> I'm happy with it though. 
Yeah, no, it's it's such a great performance and, and dynamic in that relationship. And there was something that, that mm-hmm. you were mentioning before, Sadie, in terms of your character kind of having to be very adult and she's very much also a breadwinner for her family and, and trying to not just financially prepare herself for college, but to take care of her younger sister and to help financially take care of their home. Um, and it feels like that's one of the parallels that really bring Megan and Isabella together as friends. They both had to kind of be a grown up before they are grown ups. Um, and so for the two of you, Lexi and Sadie, I was just interested in in how you kind of found a lot of parallels like that, where these two girls have had such different experiences in terms of their upbringing, but aspects like that kind of necessary maturity that they have to go into the world with really connect them and bring them together. Yeah, I, I think that is the the one thing that really brings them together. Although there there is still some differences, they they had to grow up in different ways. Megan had to grow up in a, in a way that was like, I need to get a job and I need to work and I know what money, I know the value of money and I know what that, what that means and what that looks like. And I, and I know that I know what's on the line and um, she had to kind of like parent her little sister a little bit. And um, yeah, there was just like that level of maturity. And then Isabella comes in with a level of maturity that comes with like life experience. I think, you know, she's traveled the world a lot and she's had all these like crazy stories and crazy experiences and she's kissed boys and she's drank alcohol. And it's like that, that's the difference, you know, they're mature in different ways. I mean, Oh my God, sorry. Um, (laughs) Also also mature in the way that like, you know, she had to be kind of independent from her parents and like fend for herself a little bit, but not financially. Um, But yeah, I think that, that that does bring them together for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely agree with what Sadie said. Um, the mere fact that they were forced to grow up um, kind of fast. Um, they're both very mature um, in very different ways. But I think that also when you are something that I really love about this season is the difference between the the friendships, the two girls in the first season, they were two worlds apart. And in this season, the girls are together 24 seven. I think that also a lot of the things that they go through over the span of 10 episodes, it's hard not to bond and to be close with someone when you've been through those sort of things. Even um, in episode one, episode one and two, when we find out, you know, about the tape, all those things, they, the fact that they've had to um, essentially go through those challenges together and fix their problems together. Um, that's been a big way that in which they bond. Um, but there are a lot of, a lot of differences between them, which is interesting why they are so close, but it makes for, you know, a really cool and fun dynamic to be able to watch play out. So it's a and- trap. Yeah. <laughs> And and Sadie and Griffin, in terms of the the dynamic between Luke and Megan, you know, like was brought up earlier, they've known each other since they were kids. They've literally been in each other's lives. They not only are close friends, but they know each other's families incredibly well. Um, And then as as we get to kind of start to see the romance develop between them and their feelings change a little bit, it's kind of really beautiful to watch like that initial uncertainty of like, we've always known how to act around one another and we've had this immense closeness and even just the body language that they have with each other is very comfortable. And then it kind of goes into this place of uncertainty as they kind of navigate a new space with one another. And so how did the two of you kind of work to find, okay, what's going to feel really foreign and different to them? And then how are they going to find that, that way back to that different level of comfort in a more romantic way with each other? wow these are all these are all really good questions (laughs) (laughs) i'm not prepared sadie would you i mean i know what i think but what do you think no you go um (laughs) i think that you know me and griffin both just wanted it to feel like 
just super real and like awkward and natural like there's there's a lot of like sweet moments between them that are like a little bit awkward I mean they're these are kids especially Megan like she's never like she doesn't have a lot of experience with boys this is new to her and so we wanted it just to feel like kind of like juvenile and sweet and there's like a moment on the dock where they're like you know about to hold each other's hand and it's like this you know you want to feel that tension and that like heartbeat in your chest that's like oh my God, is this really happening? Or, you know, at his birthday party when they're um, they're having like a moment and they can't really explain it, but it's, they can both feel it. Um, so it, we wanted to like feel subtle and sweet and awkward. And then eventually they kind of get more comfortable and, and realize that it, it's actually a pretty easy transition, even though they're seeing a different side of each other. Yeah, I mean, all I have to add is like, I thought it was fun to go on that journey with Luke and Megan because um Obviously, I mean, I guess, you know, in the early episodes, you definitely you see them at one point and the other. And we knew how to make that feel different because it was, you know, far enough apart that it was like, OK, well, here they're more juvenile, like Sadie said. And here they're a little bit like they've got an, an extra layer added to it. Um, but what was most interesting for me was like the later episodes, like especially around episode seven, where she's talking about where you kind of see how it happens. Uh, and you see how they get closer. And it's a, it's a really nice, solid middle ground that kind of explains both of the different energies. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I mean, for me personally. Yeah. And, and Lexi, in terms of Isabella, it feels like she's someone who has a lot of conviction behind her actions and doesn't really kind of stop to question the choices that she's made. Um, she makes very like considered intelligent choices and really stands by them. So even the moment where she's like, it was me on the tape, that's what we're going to tell people. There's not moments of her going, should I have done this? She's like, I absolutely stand by it. You would have done the same thing for me. Um, and so did you find her to be someone who is like very decisive and very much on the surface in terms of the choices and, and actions that she makes throughout the series? Yeah, I honestly think that a lot of her decisions are very impulsive. And I think that the way in which she decides to stick to them is really interesting, especially when um, it's very evident that the choices that she's making is very damaging to her character and her future. Um, but I think that yet again, it stems from trauma. It stems from a, a lot of things. I just don't feel as though she received that sort of validation from her parents or from her loved ones. So she feels as though she has to go to the most extreme lengths um, with her decision making um, and able to prove to those around her that she will do anything for them um, and that she's loyal. I think that it's really interesting how she decides to stick to them, but she's for some reason, she just doesn't back down. She knows what she wants. And when she's made it up in her mind, she does not stop until she gets there. Um, it's really interesting to watch. It's it's a bit chaotic. She's kind of like a ticking, ticking bomb and just very, very little time before she explodes. <laughs> <laughs> and Sadie, when we when we first meet Megan at the beginning of the series, she's got so many ambitions and such a specific idea of her future and how she's going to build towards that and all of the steps that she needs to go through. Um, but I think it there's something really interesting in watching a character kind of learn to embrace her imperfections and to mm -hmm. allow for imperfect moments in her life through the presence of this friendship. Um, mm -hmm. And so what was that journey for you in taking a character who's really just trying to hold everything so tightly and then kind of finds different ways to let let loose a little bit? Absolutely. You, you're right on it. Um, I think that because of Megan's upbringing, she 
feels like she can't mess up. She feels like she has to make the right decision always. She has to be responsible always. She has to do what's best for the people around her always, even at the expense of herself. And um, it's it's less about validation like it is with Isabella. And it's more just like it feels like that's her job. You know, it feels like um, she's not allowed to be a kid. She's not allowed to, you know, make a mistake or, um, you know, make a selfish choice or a questionable choice. Um, and I think you know, it's funny that you brought that up because I think really like her, her going through that experience, like affected me in my personal life too. I think that I really relate to Megan in that way. Like, um, it's hard for anybody to accept that they're not perfect. And it's hard for anybody to accept that, you know, they make mistakes. Um, but that's such a human thing and such a, you know, it, you know, it comes with growing up. That's just, that's how it goes. And I think it's really beautiful when she decides that it's okay for her to relax a little bit and be a kid. It's like, it's just a, you know, a deep, breath and a release and it's great for her so absolutely and and griffin you know luke feels like someone who's so on the surface in terms of his honesty he's very open with his emotions with his feelings um and it feels like he's he's never trying to kind of hide behind himself and be someone different for the world and so did you find him to be someone who's kind of very honest and very open with his feelings and and also then equally someone who kind of always assumes the best in other people and assumes that everybody else is being straightforward and upfront when he first meets them, because that's how he is. Um, yeah, you know, I think I definitely tried to bring some of that to Luke. I feel like that's how I am as a person. Definitely. I try and be like, just honest and upfront with how I feel. And I expect the same from others. But, um, I think the fun part for me was like, I see a lot of myself in Luke, especially growing up, uh, maybe sometimes not in all the best ways because there is the the downside of that where I feel like he is a bit of a people pleaser as well. You know, he, he he's not going to go out of his way to, to lie to you. I mean, unless he really feels that it's like the right thing to do, which a lot of times it's just not, it's just the easy way out. Um, but you know, the, the interesting thing to me about Luke is, is, you know, his youth and how young and in some ways naive he is. Um, and also how he, you know, he's doing what he thinks is best at all times. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily equate to like it being the best thing to do at all times. He's young, he's stupid, he's making mistakes. Um, and he's trying to learn from them. But I think he's, his issue is he's, he's a little hesitant to learn. You know, he, he thinks he's, I think in a way he thinks he's better than his dad and his brother in, in that way, because he's not manipulative and he's not this, that and the other but he's still a very flawed person. Um, and I think sometimes that's harder for him to see because of his youth and his naivety. And for all three of you, I wanted to just ask about the the process of kind of navigating a lot of the complexities and telling a story that's taking place during these three different timelines throughout the series. Um, you know, because as was mentioned earlier as well, you also didn't have all of the scripts up front at the beginning. And there's so many details that come out about each character and so much development episode by episode. And then you're also kind of thinking very specifically about, well, what just happened right before in this particular timeline? And I know that you were shooting all three different timelines kind of conjunctively as well. Um, and so how did, how did you all kind of like find what was the best approach for you in terms of just tracking and really figuring out the emotional arc of your character and where they were every moment throughout with all of that. Well, I don't, I don't know if I can speak for the girls, but um, I know for me what it was, was it, cause the, and this, this was a challenge. This was really not easy, but um, was because of the complexities of it all and how often, you know, things would change in the scripts and how we didn't know what was going to happen next. And we, we didn't really know 
what would inform that scene or what that scene would be informing. There would be a million different ways to play it. So at least for me, what I, you know, ended up feeling like I had to set, settle on was um, just figuring out who I thought my character was, you know, um, even if I don't know everything, um, just like at their core, you know, at, at their center, like who that person might be. Um, and just treating each and every scene as don't think about the context of what it informs. Don't think about what's informing this. Just try to be the character in the scene at that moment. How would they feel in this scene, in this scenario? How would they feel in this scenario? Um, and just try and forget about everything else because the writing is going to do it for you. If the performance is off, people will tell you, you know, they'll give you a little bit more motivation. Maybe they'll give you some like kernels of information that um, you might need to know for your character at that moment. Um, but it was, it was definitely just, I mean, it was a very difficult thing to navigate, but, but for me, the easiest thing was to kind of like throw my hands up and be like, okay, I have no control over that. I, I'm not going to be able to know. Um, so what's the best way to operate in that scenario? And that was just like, you know, trying to, trying to exist this sounds so corny actor stuff, but trying to exist like truthfully in each and every scene, um, just, just as that scene is without worrying about all these different timelines and everything. At least that's how I had to approach things. But I, I mean, again, I don't know about the gals. Yeah. No, I think, I think that, you know, you, yeah, I think that's definitely true for me too, in some ways. Like, um, I think I just learned that I am Megan's biggest advocate. I, I am in charge of Megan and I, I know her and I know what she, how she would act and how she would feel in certain scenes. And then also we had great executive producers and a showrunner who were there to answer our questions, um, which sometimes they didn't even know the answer to yet. Um, so that was like, it was, it was a weird experience. I've never, I've never, you know, worked in that kind of like condition before, but it was, it was honestly a little bit freeing once you got used to it it was like okay I I do not know everything I do not have control of everything I am just going to do what I think is best and I'm going to take the direction of the amazing director and this showrunner and I'm just going to trust and I have never had to put so much trust in like people before and the editing before but um yeah it was it was good and then also you know it is it is in the script like we, you can keep track of it if you if you put in the work and you write out the timelines and you you know go back to the old scripts and you figure out you know what does my character know at this point what is what just happened right before the scene you can do that um and that is helpful in certain scenes for sure but yeah it is just about existing as your character definitely yep piggybacking off of what the two of them said it's it's our job as actors to like know our character like the back of our hand you want to feel so comfortable with your character to the point where you're able to adjust in any scenario that's thrown at you um especially in in this case when it's such a will they won't they you know what's going to happen next who done it type of thing um so you do definitely just have to trust um trust the team and trust yourself and your instincts as an artist um i also think that it's really awesome of the fact that we were able to essentially use hair and makeup and also things like music as tools to be able to put us um, in those spaces where our characters are emotionally. Um, it definitely makes a, dif a difference if you are at the top of the day and you have like bright purple eyeshadow and, you know, a mini dress and, you know, 
heels on and then at the end of the day you have no makeup and you're in a ponytail with like cargo jeans and just a plain old tee um by looking at yourself in the mirror you automatically feel a difference um and for me I I made playlists um specific to each timeline um and what my character was going through during each timeline because each version of Isabel is very different and she's going through a lot um and so being able to use tools like that that helped us stay on track um whenever it felt like it was a little too much or a little confusing to be able to keep up with um but the team is phenomenal and we just trusted them the entire time and I think that hopefully we did a good job and it shows in the end (laughs) I mean off the back of that how did costumes hair and makeup help you specifically Sadie because it feels so specifically like you have these spaces where she's externally projecting everything that she's feeling on the inside and and especially in that final timeline having such a drastically different look how did that help you in terms of tapping into a lot of the internal aspects of her yeah you're 100 right any any way that megan is presenting herself um is indicative of what's going on inside so when we first meet her she's such a tomboy she you know she's too afraid to even dress girly she's too afraid to even like try and put herself out there so it's overalls shorts t-shirts you know what I mean like that's her safe zone and that's where she feels comfortable and um and you know she's too scared to put herself out there obviously in that second timeline Isabella kind of has a little influence on her and she's like okay maybe I'm maybe I can be a little girly maybe I can put on a little skirt maybe I can you know like show my stomach a little bit like maybe I do want to you know tap into that um and then of course in that last timeline that is, a, you know, it's a mask. It's a, you know, this hard exterior is to protect herself from society and everybody who keeps staring at her and keeps looking at her. And it's, um, you know, just to just to kind of protect herself in a way. Um, and it's a coping mechanism, I think, because uh, if she feels if she looks tough on the outside, then maybe she can have some of that on the inside too, um, to be able to like get her through the day. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, it definitely helps those, those different looks. I feel like I sit differently. My energy is different in that third timeline. Like, you know, it just like, it gets into your body. And that's like really important for me too, is that like, I'm not just in my head, like I know what's going on, but in my body, I feel different. And in my body, I feel like emotionally there. So yeah, it was great. It was really fun. I've never looked like that before as far as the third timeline goes. So (laughs) it was cool. And then lastly, for you, Lexi and Sadie, um, what's really beautiful in watching the development of the friendship between between these two girls is just it feels like they each have someone who really sees them for the first time and kind of really looks beneath the surface for them and also really elevates and lifts them up and kind of is like, these are your attributes that are really great, you know, celebrate yourself, be yourself. And and so for each of you, what was the impact that that had on your individual characters of, of going through this space and really having someone see them for who they are and also just embracing all their fallibilities as much as the things that are wonderful about them? I think that for Isabella specifically, through her relationship with, it, with Megan, this is the first time that someone not only someone else but also herself has given her the permission and space to just be vulnerable um I feel like especially because she's always felt as though she has to put on this facade um with parents friends I'm sure at boarding school she's said that she's been all over the place so you got to think different cultures that she's experienced and the people that she's come across she may not has she I don't feel as though she's ever felt like truly accepted um and felt as though she could like let down her walls with somebody and just be herself um, and I think that, you know, Megan brings that out of her and it's, it's very beautiful for Isabella, um, because after 
18 years of having to, you know, feel and seem like you have everything put together, um, she's able to finally just let go and say, I'm not okay, um, which we all know as humans is just an incredibly freeing and healing process as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, Isabella does that for Megan in a way too. Um, Megan and Luke obviously have such a close relationship. So she she knows what it's like to have a best friend, of course, and, and they are very close. But I think that just the difference in having a female friend um, just, I mean, I think um, Katie's character says it in, in the like first scene of the show. She's like, female friends are different. And I, you know, I think there's some truth to that. I think that she's never had somebody that like really she could talk about things like that with, that she could talk about these like certain insecurities that she had or these certain like things that she craved, like she craved, you know, a, to let go and she craved letting loose and, and being a bad girl. Or, you know, I think that Isabella says that she, she has these like, these like yearnings um but I think she was just too afraid to say it and so Isabella comes in and just gives her the space to like I don't know be a teenage girl it's very sweet and you know they also talk about the hard stuff too um yeah well I'm incredibly excited to see where the rest of the season goes based on everything that you've all built into these characters so far so congratulations on a great series and thank you so much for talking about it thank, thank you. you thank great you so much. Thank you. seriously